At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. This is our number two of the look at right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network, and we've got a tremendous hour for you as we've got a lot to break down as in our number one, we talked a little NHL, gave you guys a little bit on the changing of the seasons, why you want to be taking a look at units one slash loss rather than record when it comes to Major League Baseball. These underdogs and these favorites, they sometimes get very, very chalky, so give you guys a little bit on that, and now here in number number two, we're going to be hitting the ball diamond, take a look at what we've got here. I'll also be diving a little bit more into the Stanley Cup as got to thank our two guests that joined me in the first hour. Dave Ross did a tremendous job taking a look forward to the NFL season and the U.S. Open that we're going to have it starting up on Thursday. I personally, not as much of a golf guy. I love watching it. I have not been able to make money being able to handicap it. So that's why we bring on the experts. Dave does an absolutely amazing job being able to break things down. So great of him to be able to join me to be able to talk on those fronts. And then Stormy Tony. There's nobody better to be able to talk to NHL with than her. She does a great job Monday through Friday on my guys in the desert. So big thanks to her. And the real thanks needs to go to Jason Kahn, wonderful producer who has booked once again a tremendous guest list. I'm filling in for Scott Seidenberg. And whenever I hold down the fort, Jason always makes sure that that fort is as sturdy as possible. So a big thanks to him. You've also got our technical director, Nick, doing a great job. Taylor, he's the reason why I'm standing so sharp on the audio. He winds getting me set up every single time and every single one of the hours that we wind up doing here on VEASAN, whether it be the look at, follow the money, and numbers game, list goes on and on all of our shows. That goes on to the VEASAN Bets Bets feed, wherever you get your podcasts and also VEASAN.com slash podcast and Oliver does a great job posting up all those hours. So big thanks to everyone behind the scenes. These guys do absolutely amazing work. Now time for me to live up to my end of the bargain. Try to find some winners on this MLB card for Wednesday. How about if we start with the game that I'm going to be writing up for DK Nation? Hey, and ever since I've been filling in on the look at, we have not lost a single one of these. So I'm going to look to keep things going on a Wednesday as we wind up going 907-908 here on the betting board. Brewers hit the road facing off against the New York Mets. It's going to be David Peterson. Great name is going to be going for the New York Mets. I joke because my last name is Peterson. And you've got for the Milwaukee Brewers, Corbin Burns with the Brewers. Find them between a minus 120 to a minus 125 favorite. Mets are anywhere between plus 105 to plus 110. And it's a total of 7.5 with the under at minus 120. And what I'm going to be writing up for DK Nation is the reigning Cy Young Award winner to get the Brewers out of a funk. The Brewers have lost 9 out of their last 10. It has not been going well for them. They got completely shut out by the New York Mets. Adrian, don't call me Doogie Howser. Did not wind up having a great start for the Brewers, but... 
and he gave it up a one run. It would have been too many for them on Tuesday. But you take a look at Corbin Burns, and the reason why I like the Brewers in this spot is not just because Corbin Burns is a reigning Cy Young Award winner and he gets all the strikeouts and everything like that. If you look at Corbin Burns, he's actually been significantly better on the road than he has been at home. All of Corbin Burns' struggles this year have come at home. And as a matter of fact, you're able to date it back to last season. Since the beginning of the 2021 campaign. So you've got a good sample size on both his home and road splits. On the road, he's posting up a 177 ERA with 0.54 home runs. Giving up per nine innings. At home, he's got a little bit north of a 3 ERA. 307. And he's giving up a few more home runs at home as well. So that's something to take a look at. And with data. David Peterson, he's been able to do a relatively solid job here for the New York Mets. He's sort of been their super utility guy when it comes to pitching as he's been a guy that has been utilized in a little bit of long relief. He's been utilized as a starter, and he was pitching at AAA to begin the season. He got really thrusted into action because Max Scherzer, Jacob DeGrom have been out with injuries. They just wound up getting back Tyler McGill, who we're going to be seeing on Thursday, but... He's been a little bit lucky thus far this season. He's given up four and a half walks per nine innings. He's got a nice 3-0 record, but that said, his ERA of a three, not necessarily representative of how he's pitched thus far. He's only given up one home run per nine innings, but fielding independent is a 4-1-2. When your ERA is north of a point lower than your fielding independent, typically that is a little bit of a sign of regression. And with the Milwaukee Brewers, the one good thing that you got with them getting blown out by a count of 4-0 to zero and really never being competitive in the game on Tuesday is that you've got more of your trustworthy guys out there in the bullpen. And this is something that you always want to be doing when it comes to taking a look at Major League Baseball if you're going to bet the full game. And I would even advise it with regards to first fives because we've seen more and more guys in this day and age, unless if you're taking someone like a Joe Musgrove, a Corbin Burns, guys like this. A lot of these guys, they don't wind up completing necessarily a full five innings on a night in a night out basis. Like, I mean, Chris Bassett was able to do so for the Mets. If you take a look at the Brewers on Tuesday, Hauser, Adrian Hauser did not wind up capitulating his full five innings either. So always something that you want to take a look at. But I mean, as a result of the Brewers getting shellacked, they wound up throwing out there Brent Suter along Trevor Kelly. Not the two guys that you'd necessarily want in a lockdown spot for the Brewers. So this means Devin Williams, Brad Boxberger, Josh Hader, who has allowed two runs in his last 42 appearances combined. He has put up a zero in 41 of them. They are all going to be available. And for the New York Mets, it's not a bad bullpen. It's not a great bullpen. Chris Smith has been able to do a, or Drew Smith has been able to do a solid job for you. You've had a few guys be a little bit shaky, like a Julie Rodriguez, for instance. Meanwhile, Adam Adovino, he's been a little bit all over the place for this team. So ends a little bit of an issue. Now, what is going to be crucial for the, the Milwaukee Brewers is just getting strikeouts in general. And Corbin Burns, Ever since the beginning of last season, right around 11.5 strikeouts per nine innings. This is a Mets team that, with regards to strikeouts on a per-at-bat basis, they are number four, and they lead the league in terms of batting average and on-base percentage. They've been able to do a good job with that aspect, but a lot of the concerns for Carbon Burns, they have come down to the home run ball, and the one benefit that he has of going to City Field is that it's one of the most pitcher-friendly ballparks out there in Major League Baseball. There's a reason why Pete Alonso. Last season, wound up leading the league in terms of home runs on the road, but didn't wind up being able to challenge with regards to the overall home run title. That wound up going to Salvador Perez along with Flagero Jr., and it's just hard to hit bombs out there at City Field. Now, Brandon Nimmo has been able to do a solid job of being able to be a table setter, get on base. He, Pete Alonso, Jeff McNeil, all these guys between a 365 to a 375 on base, so they've been able to do a solid job. And the one trepidation that you've got to have with the Milwaukee Bears at this point, among everyone that wound up getting at least one at-bat in the game on Tuesday, one guy currently inning above a 248, and that would be Omar Nervias, a guy that winds up splitting a little bit of time at the catcher spot with Victor Carantini. So that's been a little bit of an issue, but Christian Yelich has looked a little bit closer to his MVP form this year than he did a few seasons ago. I mean, it's been not great ever since the Brewers wound up signing him to a new deal. I'm sure that the LA Dodgers, they've also got a former MVP in Cody Bellinger that... They probably are feeling like they're not getting the full value out of that contract either. And I mean, we are seeing a lot of these guys. I'm looking at you, Robbie Ray, who got a big deal and is not necessarily living up to it with the with the Mariners. But that said, it certainly has not been going great there. But Rowdy Telez, William Adamas, Hunter Renfro, all di- double-digit home run guys for the Milwaukee Brewers. You've been able to get a little bit more towards the bottom of the lineup as well as 
You do have Nervais, who I mentioned a little bit earlier back in the fold. William Thomas, Hunter Renfro, they were on the injured list up until about two weeks ago as well. So I do think that we're going to see some upward momentum there. So this is a spot in which we're going to be taking a look at the Milwaukee Brewers on the money line. That is going to be my write-up for DK Nation. And I think that Corbin Burns, once again, going to be masterful on the road. If you can get Corbin Burns to go seven strong, and I fully believe that Corbin Burns is more than capable of being able to do so. You have a game in which you've got Corbin Burns, Devin Williams in the eighth inning, Josh Hader in the ninth inning. You don't need anything else. That winds up taking all the minutia of these less than trustworthy bullpen guys out of the fold there. So I'm looking at an under, and with the DK Nation write-up that I'm going to be doing, I'm going to be writing up the Milwaukee Brewers on the money line and sticking out there in the National League. How about this for a very good pitching matchup? How about if we wind up going 903-904? This is the Reds and the Arizona Diamondbacks. And typically, when you bring up the Reds and the Diamondbacks, you're not mentioning a very good pitching matchup, but in this instance, we are. Luis Castillo going to be going for the Reds. Zach Gallen on the bump for the Arizona Diamondbacks. And coming off of a just marathon win, this is one that I believe wound up going 12 innings for the Reds being able to get the job done on Tuesday. It is now the Arizona Diamondbacks find themselves at DraftKings right around about a minus 130. I'm seeing in a lot of places this has come down to a minus 120. And when it comes to the Reds, you're finding them right in the neighborhood about a plus 105 to a plus 110. To the this game, currently DraftKings is a 7.5. You're finding pretty much a split of 7.5 and 8s in the market. If you're finding an 8, you're going to be finding that more around a minus 120 in terms of juice. And I do think that that's important because at a 7.5, I do favor a little bit more of an over at an eight. I like an under. Personally, I would rather take an eight under rather than a seven half over personally because I mean, these two guys are absolutely tremendous. Now, bullpen use, that really does wind up coming into play because when you wind up going 12 innings and you have to deal with the stupid ghost runner, which I still think is one of the worst rules in sports, and it's a discussion for another show and another day, though. But that said, that winds up taxing your bullpen quite a bit, and it's not like either of these teams want up at necessarily having the world's greatest bullpens to start with, as both of these teams in the bottom eight in the big leagues in terms of bullpen ERA. Joe Manette Tipley, really your one trustworthy guy for the Arizona Diamondbacks, 037 ERA. He wound up getting used up yesterday. Alexis Diaz, Jeff Hoffman, they're your two trustworthy guys for the Cincinnati Reds. One of them wound up getting used up, and I mean, I don't think it can go under the radar that the Reds were able to get nine innings out of Tyler Molly on Tuesday, so that wound up saving the bullpen a little bit. That was a tremendous performance, and to go nine innings, give up zero runs at a no decision, thoughts and prayers to Tyler Molly because, I mean, he deserved a little bit of a better feat than that, but you do take a look at the Cincinnati Reds team, and their home and road splits are very, very fascinating when it comes to the way that they've been putting up runs because this is a team that they hit right around 269 at home. As a matter of fact, I believe it is they and the Colorado Rockies that have the best home batting averages thus far this season, and they currently lead the league in terms of runs per game at home. It's a 5.97. Going into what we wound up seeing on... Tuesday, they were putting up 2.9 runs per game on the road. That is a difference of over three runs per game, home to road. And then you take a look at the Arizona Diamondbacks. They hit the most home runs per game on the road of any team out there in Major League Baseball. And then when they return to the desert, it's as if they wind up getting dried out with regards to home runs as they're pretty average. So that I find to be relatively fascinating as well when it comes to the Arizona Diamondbacks. It is a team that they've been having a little bit of a tough time with the batting average. So I'll dive into that a little bit later on as we're going to be coming back on the other side with that and on top of that we're going to be taking a look at a few games out there in the american league right here on the look at on vsin the sports betting network at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now.
We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the look ahead on VSN, the sports betting network. The MLB season is in full swing, and you can play ball with the Peacock MLB Sunday Leadoff Challenge. Just draft your players and compete for free for up to $10,000 in total cash prizes. Head on over to DraftKings.com slash Peacock now for more information. Don't just watch your shows. Peacock them. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com for details, although I don't know if they're going to let me fly, much like a Peacock utilizing the Mark Wahlberg line as it is a look at with myself, Greg Peterson. Always got to love a opportunity to be able to utilize one of those. And always great to be able to take a look at the game of baseball here on this show. Always a pleasure to be able to fill in for Scott Seidenberg. I'm going to be with you guys over the next, we're going to call it our 45 minutes. Try to give you guys as much on the MOB card as possible. Get to touch on a little bit later on this hour, NHL Stanley Cup Game 1. So we're going to be able to dive into that a little bit later on going to be touching upon the NBA Finals as well as we've got a pivotal game six that is going to be coming up. So no shortage of anything to talk about. We want to touch upon the U.S. Open in the first hour with Dave Ross. So it is a great time of the sports here. Unfortunately, a lot of these playoffs are going to be coming to an end relatively soon, but the baseball season, it is going to be going on for a very, very long time. I am here for the long haul and Ever looking for a little bit more baseball coverage? Baseball betting show uploads midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. Eastern, every single night in the Visa and Bets Bets feed. So I've got you covered with every single game, every single day. And we're taking a look right now at this Diamondbacks versus Reds game. And with the Arizona Diamondbacks, mentioned it on the other side. It was case of which it's been a team that has not been able to hit for a lot of average, but the power has certainly been there for this team. What has been intriguing, though, is that the Arizona Diamondbacks, they've been able to do their best work on the road with regards to home runs. They're getting right around a home run and a half per game on the road. They've actually been passed by the Philadelphia Phillies for most home runs on the road, but they're still number two with this aspect at home. They're getting right around 0.8 home runs per game, and that is in the bottom 10 in Major League Baseball. So I think that that's quite a split that you take a look at there. Now, Christian Walker has been able to do an amazing job for this team. He's been able to belt out 16 home runs thus far this season. Batting average has not necessarily been there for him, and you're able to say that about uh, these Arizona Diamondbacks hitters, but has been able to do a solid job there. You've got Joshua Ross, Kittel Marte. Both of these guys have been able to do a solid job of being able to get on base. And Dalton Varshop, he's been able to go deep nine times this season. He's hitting right around 250, but bottom of the fold has been hurting this team, which is why the Arizona Diamondbacks have actually been a very good under team at home. You take a look at what this Arizona Diamondbacks team has done. Over 60% of their home games have wound up going under because they're a team that they rely quite a bit on the deep ball. When they wind up getting it on the road, they're able to be relatively solid at home. It's led to a lot of lower scoring games. And it's an Arizona Diamondbacks team that they don't necessarily have great bullpen pitching, but the starters have been terrific. And Zach Gallen, he has given up two runs or fewer in all but two of his starts this season. And the reason why he's been able to just get a few more wins in general is because he's also lending more length this season. You take a look at Zach Allen, and the big bugaboo that you always had with him early on in his career was the walks. Last year, he had right around 3.6 walks per nine innings. This year, it's hovering right around 2.2 to 2.3. So he's been able to lock in with regards to the command. The good, nasty swing and miss stuff is still there. And for Luis Castillo, ever since he's come off the injury list, he's been rock solid. And what I think is interesting about Luis Castillo is that he has always been a guy that throughout his career has pitched better at home versus on the road. This year, it's been the complete opposite. He's got a 450 home ERA, a sub 235 ERA on the road, has been able to do a nice job of being able to get those consistent strikeouts. 
His walks rate is right around three per nine innings, which for Luis Castillo is not too bad. He's always been a guy that has given up a couple more free passes than you'd like, but he winds up trading it off in return for being able to get a bunch of strikeouts. Um, I'm seeing a total of anywhere between seven and a half and eight. Like half the market has a seven and a half, half the market has an eight. I would personally look at an eight under before a seven and a half over. I wanted placing my total right in between both of those. But with Arizona, I think that you're getting good value. I think that after Zach Gallon wanted getting roughed up against the Phillies team, that all of a sudden they are about as hot as lava, that he's going to be able to bounce back, return home, have a good start. I wanted saying the Diamondbacks as a pretty sizable favorite, north of a minus 140. So I'm going to be one to take a shot here on Arizona, and I'm going to be taking a look at an under. Now let's take a look at a few games out there in the American League. You are going to have a couple games that are currently off the board because the Texas Rangers have yet to square away on a starter end. With the Oakland A's and the Boston Red Sox, it was very questionable as to what we were going to be able to get in that matchup as well, but it's not questionable as to what we're going to be getting out there in the Bronx. As We've got 919-920. Shane McClanahan and the Tampa Bay Rays, they go on the road. They're facing off against Nestor Cortez and the Yankees. Right now, this is a number that it is varying a little bit. DraftKings, if you're looking at the Yankees, they've got by far the best price at minus 130. I'm seeing as high as a minus 140 out there as well, and when it comes to the Rays, DraftKings, they do not have the best price. You're currently finding them at a plus 110, where I sit at Circa. You're finding them right around about a plus 128 to a plus 130. So always do shop around with regards to these money lines. Like, if you like the Yankees, DraftKings are right now offering the best price. You like the Tampa Bay Rays, that means that if the best price is at DraftKings with regards to the Yankees, you're probably not going to find the best price with the Tampa Bay Rays. So it's all about being able to even it out there. And with regards to this game, I do like the Tampa Bay Rays a little bit more. I was willing to take anything north of a plus 128 in this spot. Nestor Cortez has been absolutely nasty for the New York Yankees, but you've got to question whether or not the manipulation in general that he's been utilizing to keep guys off guard, if that is going to wind up being something that the jury's or that is going to be figured out a little bit more towards the back half of the season. And I think that you wound up seeing that a little bit in his start against the Minnesota Twins. It was really his worst start of the season. Could not wind up completing a full four innings. So that was a little bit of an issue. Meanwhile, you take a look at Shane McClanahan. This guy has been absolutely filthy this season. In terms of qualifying starting pitchers out there in the American League, he right now leads the league in terms of strikeouts per nine right in. He has been great at home. He has been great on the road. He's got a sub-2 ERA. It has been absolutely masterful to watch. And he's backed up by the team that, for the season, if you take a look at it, they've got the worst ERA, but they're a little bit more of the healthy bullpen because with the New York Yankees, Roldis Chapman actually wound up doing a little bit of throwing prior to Tuesday, but he's currently on the injured list. Chad Green, he's out due to a due to Tommy John surgery. He is not going to be returning this year. And question becomes, when does he wind up returning next year for the New York Yankees? Jonathan Belizega. Currently out of the fold. And for the Tampa Bay Rays, J.P. Fireisen. While he is out of the fold, you still have Jason Adam with his sub-1 ERA. Colin Booch, he's got a sub-2 ERA. You've really got a lot of guys that they've been able to do a tremendous job. And you may not need as many of them because Shane McClanahan has been going seven innings relatively consistently when you're giving up right around six hits per nine. And your walks rate is a 1.6 per nine innings. That is really going to be able to help you lend a lot of length as well. So that is very important for the Tampa Bay Rays. And the Rays... They don't have quite the same amount of firepower with regards to their lineup as the New York Yankees. And you just take a look at the New York Yankees and Anthony Rizzo and Aaron Judge by themselves have 39 home runs. This is crazy what I'm going to tell you, but these two guys have eight more home runs than the entire collective of the Detroit Tigers right now. Now, that speaks to, for one, how masterful and how powerful these guys are, and two, just how bad the Detroit Tigers are at hitting home runs right now. I mean... We're 61 games in a season, and they've got 31 home runs. Someone needs to pick it up over there. But with that said, certainly has been very, very interesting to take a look at this Yankees team. And for the Yankees, they have been the best team out there in the big leagues, no doubt about it. They are 27-7 and at home, which is why, even though you do have a Cy Young front runner in Shane McClanahan going on the mound, he is finding himself as a little bit of an underdog. And what is going to be key for the race is to be able to provide him in my opinion, if they could get four runs for him, that will certainly be enough for him. I think three may or may not be enough. I don't know if you'd want to roll the dice on three because I personally set my total at a seven and a half. And if you're getting like under juice of minus 120 to minus 130, that means that you're over. You're going to be getting it anywhere between even money and a plus price. And you're able to get a seven at a little bit of plus price. That is something that I would like. But you do take a look at this Tampa Bay Rays bunch, and they've been able to get on base. At the very least, the top of the lineup 
has been able to get on base. As Yandy Diaz has right around a 400 on base by Mar- Margot and G-Man Choi. They're having right around 375 in Randy Arena. He's been able to hit about a 285 over the last 30 days. And then you take a look at this New York Yankees team. And I mean, you've got Aaron Judge who's been able to do the solid job that I was mentioning a little bit before. 24 home runs. That leads the league. But past that, Isaiah Canera-Falefa was really the guy that was able to get the offense maneuvered to a win on Tuesday. He's been hitting right around a 270. Glaber Torres at his uh, double-digit amount of formers. DJ LeMay was right around a 350 on base. And that's considered a little bit of a downer for him. Even though Anthony Rizzo is an inning for a great average, he's got 15 home runs, 320 on base. So you've really got a fortified Yankees team. But with that said, the Tampa Bay Rays, they just seem to be a team that they've sort of got the number of the New York Yankees. You've noticed this in recent years. And I mean, it was actually a little bit surprising that G-Man Choi didn't wind up busting out on Tuesday because he completely owns Garrett Cole. Cole was able to have himself a very good start for the Yankees. And that was big because with the New York Yankees, they were able to save a couple bullets out there in the bullpen. Now, they did wind up using up Clay Holmes. And I think that this is big because I'm not even joking when I say this. Clay Holmes has a 0-30 ERA right now. A 0-30, not a 3-0, a 0-30. So, has been absolutely tremendous for this bunch, but with the Tampa Bay Rays having a very much rested bullpen, having out there a guy that I think is a so young front runner is Jay McClanahan. I do think that getting a plus price here, that is very appealing. So I'm looking at that. And if you're finding either a seven, because we're seeing a couple of those pop up, or you're able to get like even money slash a plus price on seven and a half, I do think that that is something to take a look at as well. I do think that there's going to be a little bit of regression moving forward for Nestor Cortez, and we're going to see if there's going to be a little bit of regression to winning titles for the Tampa Bay Lightning, because they have been doing a great job of that in recent years. The Stanley Cup Final, it is going to be getting started with Game 1 on Wednesday, so we're going to be taking a look at Game 1 and the series as whole next right here, here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check out the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and the bets are moving on every single game? The betting splits page is updated every 10 minutes that way. You're able to see the changes in the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money just does not match up with the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way that vcin is here year-round to be able to make you a smarter better. Check out today's betting splits on every single game now at vcin.com as it is a lookout with myself, Greg Peterson, and we've been talking a little bit of baseball this hour, and we're going to be hitting the board once again in the final hour as well, but that said, we've got a big series that is going to be starting up on Wednesday out there on the ice. We want to talking about it a little bit with Stormy Bon and Tony in the first hour. He does a terrific job with my guys in the desert. I'll give you guys a little bit more of my take with regards to the series, and I think I'm in relative lockstep with both her and a lot of other people as well, because we've noticed it with regards to both the series price and the price in game one. The Lightning, they've been getting a little bit of steam as if you take a look at the game one price for the Colorado Avalanche, they wound up opening up right around a minus 170 in a lot of spots, some give or take there a little bit, but now you're finding them anywhere between about a minus 155 to a minus 160 on the money line. As a matter of fact, where I'm at in Circa, they are actually at a minus 152 here. Meanwhile, if you're looking at the Tampa Bay Lightning, you're going to be finding them now anywhere between about a plus 135 to a plus 140. Total of six has remained relatively steady. And I do think that it's not necessarily unexpected that the Lightning have been able to see the action that they have because this is the two-time defending champs. And with Braden Point perhaps being able to come back as soon as game one. Now, what we'd be able to get out of Braden Point, I think that that's a big, giant question mark I would need to See him a little bit with regards to game one before I could really banking up, be banking on him being a major factor in the series, but him just being able to be out there and give a little bit of a presence in general, I think that that's big. Now, I don't expect it to be like any sort of a Willis Reed performance to use a little bit of a basketball reference, but him being out there, he was just one of the main focal points of the last two title runs, just being able to have him help out even in a little bit of a capacity. That's going to be huge for this team. And take a look at the Colorado Avalanche. And I think that it is so fascinating what they've been dealing with as well because they've been dealing with a pair of injuries. And as of right now, for the Colorado Avalanche, they have yet to announce a goaltender for Game 1, which you typically don't wind up finding that going into a Stanley Cup final. Now, it 
Sounds like from talking with Stormy Bonantoni, if at all possible, it sounds like Darcy Kemper is going to be the guy in goal. And Kemper, he's been very solid thus far this season. He wanted last seeing the ice in game one of that series against the Oilers. From there, you wound up having the understudies being able to take over and were able to do a relatively solid job. But you take a look at Kemper in the Stanley Cup playoffs, wasn't necessarily going too great for him. He wound up letting up three goals and five goals in games four and five, respectively, in that series against the St. Louis Blues and the Blues. I mean, they really did a solid job in that series themselves. But I do think that Kemper overall is a little bit of a better option. But that makes it very interesting with this total of six because if you were taking unders in that Lightning series against the New York Rangers, game one did not wind up going the Lightning's way. Many people are claiming that it was a little bit of a case of rust and them just being a little bit out of sorts. And I do think that there is something to that, which I'll be getting to that point in a minute. But after that, it wound up just being an under haven each out of the next five in that series. They wind up going under and with the Colorado Avalanche, this is a high octane offense in which it wound up getting up so high in game two against the Oilers that, I mean, there were a couple seven halves that wound up popping up on the board now. From there, you did wind up seeing a little bit of a more shortage with regards to goals. Obviously, the closeout game that wound up going to overtime, 6-5, that one wound up going over the total. But the next two games, they wound up going under as you were seeing a lot of sevens in that series that wound up getting back down to a a 6.5 in some spots when it came to game four. But I do think that with regards to Colorado Avalanche, you're going to be able to get their shots on goal in the Lightning. They're one of the best at being able to do so as well. You just take a look from... What we wound up seeing in the regular season matchup in February, I believe that Andre Vasilevsky had to, had to face 49 shots of the Colorado Avalanche. So this is a team that they're going to get after it. They're going to do everything humanly possible to make life uncomfortable for Andre Vasilevsky. He's just right now the best goaltender on earth, in my opinion. I mean, the way that he wound up holding down the Florida Panthers to just three goals in four games, I mean, that just cannot be understated now great he was able to do there and Nazim Kadri being most likely out of the fold for much of the series for the Colorado Avalanche that is going to wear on this team a little bit as well as Kadri and he wound up having 87 points during the season 28 goals he was a pretty instrumental part of what they were doing early on in that Edmonton Oilers series as well as he wound up leaving in game three did not wind up returning for game four and in the game before he wound up having three points for the team so he's clearly a guy that is one that is going to make a little bit of an impact in this series as well. So I do think that that is a little bit of a reason why we've seen a little bit of the money move, not just on game one, but overall for the series. And I do think that there is something to just the Ric Flair mentality of in order to be the champ, you've got to beat the champ. And I just feel like the Avalanche, they've got more pressure on them in this spot as well, because the Avalanche, we've been wondering time and time again, are they finally going to be able to bust through, not just make a Stanley Cup final, which obviously now they have been able to, but be able to win the cup itself. And I mean, it's something that has been asked of these guys many, many times. They had come short up until this point. So I do think that there is a little bit of credence to that. And then you do take a look at this lightning team and, and it's been a bunch that has been able to just find a way every single time they've been able to grit out a bunch of one goal wins. And up until that series against the New York Rangers, where they wound up losing the first two games, there have been 17 playoff losses where they followed that up with a win. So this is a team that when their backs have been up against it after a little bit of poor performance, they have been able to bounce back. They've got a very long track record of being able to do so. And I mentioned the fact that we did wind up seeing the Lightning come out a little bit rusty in their series against the New York Rangers. You got to fear that that might wind up being the case for the Colorado Avalanche. Now, both of these teams had a little bit of a break as the um, Lightning last wound up playing during the weekend. Obviously, for the Avalanche, been a little bit longer because they wind up sweeping the Edmonton Oilers so it's been a little bit over a week since they've been able to get a little bit of a lather since they've been able to get out there on the ice and I mean that could wind up being a little bit of an advantage for them just moving forward in this series because Avalanche I just mentioned it they've been dealing with a couple of ailments of their own especially with Kadri so that does wind up helping them a little bit but we wind up seeing it in that game one for the Tampa Bay Lightning to utilize the other team from this series they wind up coming out incredibly flat in that game one, you could tell that, I mean, even just early on in that game, that it was not going to go their way. And they just looked like a little bit of a different team in general. So, I mean, even to utilize an NBA reference as well, the Golden State Warriors, who they wound up having a little bit of a layoff prior to playing against the Boston Celtics. They wound up coming out incredibly flat in that, series, in that game one as well. 
they wind up being able to bounce back as well. We're going to be seeing Game 6 taking place later on this week. So I do think that there is something to perhaps being rest, being a little bit of a bad thing early on. And then towards back half of the series, we wound up seeing this with the Lightning. They just looked like the more fresh team as opposed to the New York Rangers who had wound up playing a Game 7. It's just one of those things in which I'm sure that many of you guys are experiencing this in your just day-to-day life. You wind up taking maybe like a 30-minute nap halfway through the day. And many people are like, man, it would be so lucky if I was able to take a nap sometime during the day. But some people, they wind up taking a 30-minute nap and they feel great. They wind up taking like an hour, hour and a half nap and they just feel like complete and utter garbage. It sort of is the same thing when it comes to some of these series. I think that that's a good way of being able to put it. And I do think that there is going to be a little bit of advantage moving forward for the Avalanche having this rest, but I think that in game one, it might actually be to their detriment because the Lightning, they have experienced that action a little bit more soon, and the Avalanche, they aren't a team that has sort of been there, done that much like the Lightning have. The Lightning have faced just about everything over these last now three years having to win a title in the bubble. Last year, it was a little bit more normal. They have faced teams of just pretty much every single style, and You've got a group of guys that they've been all through it together, and you've got the top goaltender out there. I mean, I could look no place other than the Lightning with regards to the series and for Game 1 as well, especially with the fact that we might wind up seeing Braden Point in Game 1. Now he's a little bit more of a questionable decision as to whether or not he's going to be going. And something that Stormy Bonantoni wanted mentioning in our number one as well is that if you're looking at sort of the awards and the futures market, to my surprise, Andre Vasilevsky to be able to win the Conn Smythe Trophy, he's still sitting there at 4-1. to one. You've got Kale Maker along with Nathan McKenna who are finding themselves at plus 180 to plus 210 respectively. If the Lightning wind up winning the Cup, I would think that Vasilevsky is going to get this award before Kucherov would, and I think that there's a good shot that the Lightning be, are able to get it done. If you're looking for a little bit more of a plus price than what we're seeing right now on the Lightning because right now you're finding them in a lot of futures markets right around about a plus 150-ish to be able to win the title if you're taking a look at that series price. If you're wanting to try to be able to get a little bit more on it, I would think that Andre Vasilevsky should be a little bit more of a short shot. Steven Samskos at 15-1. to I think that that's interesting as well. He wound up having the two goals in the closeout game against the New York Rangers. So I think that if you're looking for a little bit more of a long shot, Samskos is a good place to be able to look. But Vasilevsky, 4-1. to I think that that is very, very appealing with the way that he's been playing in. The way that teams have been playing in terms of Major League Baseball, it has lent itself to some overs. Coming up next, we're going to take a look at a few games that we're going to be having out there on the Diamond for Wednesday on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. 
So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. The third major of the golf season is here, and you can get in on the action with the Doers Major Championship Challenge. Draft in two free-to-play fantasy golf contests. One is a classic, and one is a four-round showdown to compete for your share of $10,000 in total prizes. Head on over to DraftKings.com slash Doers now to play for free, as it is a look at with myself, Greg Peterson, and what we're also able to look ahead to is what we're going to be getting out there on the diamond for Wednesday. We do have a couple games that are off the board, so... Do note this, if you're taking a look at a few of these games, well, there is going to be a few pitching changes. Like, I know that there's a little bit of question mark right now with the Miami Marlins. Currently, the betting board is just not listing a pitcher in general because it's supposed to be Pablo Lopez. So we're going to wait and see what winds up happening there for the White Sox and the Detroit Tigers game. Right now, where I sit, the only place I'm seeing a number up on this game, it is Circa with White Sox. They decided to go with Vince Velasquez for a start and. For those of you guys that know Vince Velasquez, typically it doesn't wind up going well for the team that winds up pitching for him. So we'll see if we can get to that game towards the back half of the show. But how about if we wind up going to games that, shall we say, have more readily available numbers as the Battle for Los Angeles is one of those games. We go to the bottom of the board, 929-930. LA Dodgers going to be playing us to the LA Angels as Reed Detmers is going to be going for the Angels and Tyler Anderson on the bump for the Dodgers and this is a number that is moving around with regards to the total. It opened up at 9. If you're still finding a 9, there are a few places you're finding that juice anywhere between like a minus 125 to a minus 130. Very similar to what we wound up seeing on Tuesday where that total opened up 9. That wound up moving to 8.5. And, and lo and behold, it didn't matter if you took the 9 or the 8.5. You were able to get the under very easily there. But with the Dodgers, you're finding them anywhere between about a minus 185 to a minus 195, plus 170 to plus 165 is good at your price on the Angels. And with the total of 8.5, a, a lot of places that do have the 8.5, the overjuice right around about a minus 120. And this is a circumstance where I'm going to be taking a look at the Dodgers on a run line because I do think that they can hold in under in this spot if you wind up taking the 9 at the 8.5. A, a little bit more dicey there, but at a 9, I think that they can hold in under. And right now you're finding them right around even money to a plus 105 when it comes to run line. And I think that the Dodgers... They're going to be able to do a solid job of be able to get a little bit more offense generated in this game. You wind up seeing Mookie Betts wind up going deep on Tuesday. And Mookie Betts, he's got to be a top three MVP candidate at this point. I think it's he, Paul Goldschmidt, who had three home runs in the games on Tuesday. He wound up playing a double dip, had three home runs in two games. So he was able to help out his cause there. And then you've had Pete Alonso just absolutely tearing it up with the New York Mets. So we've got a very exciting race there, but he's been able to deliver. You've got Trey Turner along with Freddie Freeman hitting north of a 275 towards the top of the fold. And what I think is just hurting the Angels right now, why I do like this run line so much is that even though Reed Detmers wound up throwing that no-hitter, he just has not been the same pitcher on the road. He's got an ERA that is relatively respectable at home, actually. That no-hitter, it does wind up skewing things a little bit, but if you date it back to when he wound up getting called up to the big leagues last season. He's got a north of six road ERA in his career, which that is just not necessarily too terrific. And Tyler Anderson has actually been better on the road than he has been at home. One of the strange things about this baseball season is that the Dodgers, as an entire collective, they've got a road ERA that's nearly a full point better than it is at home. But Tyler Anderson, who was thought to be a little bit more of a long reliever coming into the year, he's been lights up. 7-0 record, 307 ERA. He's not giving up a lot of deep balls as Given up right around one home run per nine innings. His walks per nine rate is one and a half. He has been nothing short of spectacular for this team. And I think it's just so funny about the LA Dodgers. You're seeing the betting analysis on the screen. The Dodgers are currently 37 and 23. And your return on investment, if you bet on them in on the money line in every single game, you're down $892. I was talking about this in hour number one. You've got to be basing things in baseball based on the amount of money slash the units one slash the loss rather than the record. Because typically if you go 37 and 23 in sports handicapping, you know what? You're doing pretty darn good. If you're taking the LA Dodgers on big prices every single night, eh, it's not going so well for you. So I do think that that is so important and that just underlines it right there. So I'm glad that we had the betting analysis up there to just illustrate that point. But 
when it comes to the LA Dodgers, I do think that being able to take them on the run line a little bit more palatable though, because we've been noticing a lot of games with the LA Dodgers. They have been one of the few teams that they haven't had as many games landing on the run line this season because they do have a high-powered offense. It's actually been a case with the LA Dodgers where the, I guess you call it less than household names from the bullpen have been solid, and the guys that you sort of know and love, these are the guys that have been letting them down a little bit. Broussard or Gradrol has an ERA that's hovering right around a four. Craig Kimbrell hasn't necessarily been dominant for this team. He's got an ERA as north of full. Meanwhile, it's been Yancey Almonte, Alex Vesia, Evan Phillips that have been able to lend good innings for this team. Phil Bickford dealing with injuries. That has wound up hurting them a little bit, but I do think that that has been something to take a look at. And with the Angels, you just want absolutely no part of this bullpen whatsoever. You wind up bringing in Aaron Loop along with Ryan Tapera to try to get the ball to Rossi Iglesias. Rossi Iglesias has a north of four ERA. Ryan Tapera has a north of four ERA. Aaron Loop has a north of a four ERA. It's just not going well for those guys. And it's becoming a case in which Jimmy Herget, Oliver Ortega, Jose Quijada have become your best bullpen pieces. And when you have Andrew Wants being one of your best bullpen pieces, well, you want a little bit more from the LA Angels. Now, the reason why at an 8.5 I'd be starting to take a look at an over is because with the LA Angels, if you took a look at their lineup on Tuesday, they wound up getting a big cog back. That would be Tyler Ward. Now, with Taylor Ward, I do think that we're going to see a little bit of regression from him from what we wound up seeing towards the beginning of the season, wound up spending a little bit of time on the injured list before making his return. But with Ward, thus far this season, he's got nearly a 450 on base, double-digit amount of homers, wound up missing the last few weeks, and he wound up going 0-4 in his return, but still has been relatively solid for the team. And then you've got Anthony Rendon being able to come back for the team ever since he's come off the injured list, has been a little bit rough for him, but you still have Jared Walsh, Shoy Otani, of guys with a double-digit amount of homers sitting between a 255 to a 260, and Mike Trout has been able to bust out of his funk. He was in an 0 of 26 slump when the team was on his 14 was on their 14-game losing streak. Now, fortunately, they have been able to bust that 14-game losing streak, but ever since they busted it, the ne- next four games they went one and three, so it has been a downward spiral for the Angels. While we've seen the Philadelphia Phillies get a big giant boost thanks to the managerial change with the LA Angels. Unfortunately, the ownership group, along with the general manager, those guys did not wind up getting canned, and they're the one that put together this just absolutely wretched bullpen. So, unfortunately, they're not able to do anything about that. So, this is a good spot, in my opinion, for the LA Dodgers to be able to pick up a multiple run game. Heck, even a game that we wound up seeing two runs in on Tuesday, they were able to get the job done. So, I'm looking at the run line being able to get a little bit of a plus price slash even money in. When it comes to total, at 8.5, I would start to look at it and over. If you're still seeing a straight 9 out there, I think that you've got a little bit more value with a 9 under rather than an 8.5 over. But that said, now that we're getting to an 8.5, I'd be starting to take a look at it over with regards to most of the lines that are becoming available. Also, with regards to interleague play, we're going to see the Guardians on the road against the Colorado Rockies. This is 9.27-9.28 with Connor Bilkington going for the Cleveland Guardians. And Austin Gomber is going to look to Gomber up the Cleveland Guardians. Total on this game is 11.5, one, obviously one of the highest ones on the boards. And I'm able to say that it's one of the highest ones because right now at Circa, this is the only place with a line on this game. You've got the Padres and the Cubs. It's going to be Ryan Weathers, who's got north of a 70 RA at the AAA level this season, going up against Caleb Killian, who's going to be making his second career start for the Chicago Cubs. Got a total of 11.5 with the wind blowing out and the Cubs bullpen not being so terrific thus far this season after... I think they wound up giving up 11 runs in their bullpen on Tuesday. Yeah, that's not great. So you've got that going on there. But with that said, when it comes to Cleveland, you're finding them right in between about a minus 107 to a minus 115. And when it comes to Colorado, you're going to be finding them anywhere between about even money to a minus 105. And I do think that Colorado should be the favorite in this spot. I know that they wound up having a little bit of a heartbreaking loss on Tuesday. But that said, you've got a guy in Austin Gomberu Last year, you wound up having a sub-225 home ERA. It has been completely different this year. He's been a little bit out of sorts. I think that he's just gotten a little bit unlucky in general. And for Pilkington, I think that he's doing for a little bit of negative regression. Now, he was a star in college while he was at Mississippi State. Has been able to do a okay job of being able to come up to the big league level because take a look at him in the star, 357 ERA, but all these runs have wanted coming as a starter. As a bullpen guy, he was actually a relatively good long reliever. And the big thing for Connor Pilkington is that he's given up five and a half walks per nine innings. He's able to get right around 10 punch outs per nine innings, but this is going to be his first time pitching at elevation at Coors Field. And 
It's just a little bit of a different animal in general. When you are a guy that you rely upon swings and misses, going to Coors Field doesn't typically bode well for you. Now with the Colorado Rockies, dead last in terms of bullpen ERA. It has been wretched for the team, but a lot of these guys, they pitch much better at home than they do on the road. Look no further than a guy like a Lucas Gilbreth, who's actually been relatively solid at home on the road. He's got like north of an 80 ERA. Justin Lawrence is the exact same way for this Colorado Rockies team. Daniel Bard since the beginning of last season. He's got an ERA that is sub three at home. On the road, it is north of six. So you've got some big giant splits there. And then even with regards to the lineup, CJ Crone, out of his 14 home runs this season, 10 of them have come at home. So I'm taking a look at this spot in with two guys that I think are going to get lit up. I'm going to be looking at an over, and I'm going to be taking a look at the Colorado Rockies. And in the final hour, going to be taking a look at a little bit more baseball and also going to be taking a look at the NBA Finals. That is coming up right here on The Look At on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. If you thought there was a sports betting offseason, think again. Our VEASAN sports betting experts are working 24-7 to keep you informed on every sport on the schedule. The over pays the same for a baseball game or a football championship, and our team grinds year-round to help improve your betting on to help improve your betting on to help improve your betting on to help improve. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.